hey, I've got a great idea. Why don't we not fuck with our bad guys? What do you say? Everybody, welcome back to the Ninja Nerd Warrior podcast for Monday, July, July, son of a bitch, August 10th, 2020. I'm a month behind. I am your incredibly confused host, Greg Hernandez, and uh, how's it going? How is everybody doing? I have uh, pretty much kept up my promise as far as I told you guys the second time around with quarantine, I'm going to put out a show every week. And so far, I'm doing that. I'm putting out one show a week. I'm still getting fat, though, so I kept one promise. Uh, but anyway, I have been busy as shit. And as you can hear, I just punched my desk. Um, anyway, I have new microphones. I've got new software, new computer. I have mic stands. I've got a pretty legit setup now. So, um, I've been getting all that together and I am onto some pretty exciting shit. Exciting for me. Anyway, you guys might not give a shit, but, uh, go with me for, on this ride. I have, I have filed paperwork to get my business license. I am turning the Ninja Nerd Warrior into hopefully what will be a successful side business for me. Like I said, I am out of work right now, so um, anything helps. So I'm trying to turn this into, basically I'm trying to make uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit. So that's what I'm trying to do. So I am in the process of getting my business license because all this money that I've spent on laptops and tablets and software if you have a business license, it becomes a tax write-off. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Uh, my Netflix, my Hulu, my Disney Plus, my Amazon Prime, all that shit I pay a month, tax write-off. <laughs> yeah, we're making that shit happen. Um, I have also ordered some promotional flyers and stuff because I'm going to start uh, hitting the streets looking for sponsors, so... I have about four stores here in Bakersfield. Uh, I have two, one comic shop. I have two toy and collector shops. I've got this awesome place in mind. It sells uh, rock and roll and horror movie attire. So I'm going to hit them up here pretty soon. And uh, so you might actually hear me plug in some sponsors here pretty soon. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that as well. And I'm also in the process of putting together the Ninja Nerd Warrior website. I have purchased two different domain names. I haven't decided which one I'm going to go go with yet, but uh, I own both of them. So anyway, yeah, some big shit happening here at the Ninja Nerd Warrior headquarters. So I'm pretty excited. Now, here's the bad news. Because I've been doing all of that, I did not research any news stories this week. I got nothing. I oh, and I cannot believe I was about to forget this. I know I have mentioned this once or twice on the show, but I used to manage a strip club here in Bakersfield, California. I was a manager there for five years, and there are just so many twisted stories 
just I have just piles and piles of what the fuck stories between dealing with dancers and waitresses throwing out meth heads and the guy who uh, basically we started calling him ambulance because he told us that he was having a heart attack and we needed to call him an ambulance. And my boss, who she's like two feet to my right, just she started giggling like a child and said, wait, hold on. We, we need to we need to call what? And he goes, ambulance. Call me ambulance. So from that point on, we called him ambulance. Um, stories like that. Uh, there's more of that story. Trust me, there's way more of that story, um, including, you know, how we actually managed to make him think he was talking to God. Uh, we did that. We actually <laughs> convinced him that the voice he was hearing was God. Um when people are high, they're fun to fuck with. They really are. Anyway, um, because I have all of those stories, people have been telling me for years, like, bro, you need to write a book. And writing a book is hard. Um, really is. So what I decided to do instead was just do stand-up. And I used a lot of those stories, told those stories on stage. Well, guess what? I, As I've mentioned many times before, I'm unemployed. I ain't got shit to do. So I am now writing the book uh, about my five years as a strip club manager. The tentative title I'm working, you know, the, the title I'm working with right now is, yeah, that just happened, Tales from a Bakersfield Strip Club. And here is the first hurdle. Here is the first hurdle besides writing the book. Nobody buys books anymore. They <laughs> really don't. It's, you know, it's kind of a dinosaur. So... I decided that I'm just going to convert it to a PDF and I will sell it for, you know, you can, I will sell it so you can read it on your e-reader. I will sell it as an audiobook because if you can hear my voice right now, clearly I own my own recording equipment. So I am going to put it in the format of an audiobook or a PDF. And uh, you know what? And I might just do it to where if you want to print it out, I'll send you the file. You can print it out on your own. It's totally up to you. But yeah, I have all of that shit happening, so you can see why I didn't research any news stories. You can see why I've done nothing this past week. Um, I did write a show. I haven't even gotten to the show I wrote, but I did write a show, so there is that, folks. But anyway, those are kind of the things that are, that are coming down the road, and I will keep you guys updated as, uh, as more develops. So anyway, here, let's go ahead and get into the story I did story. Let's get into the show I did write. And okay, so today I want to talk about something that I have believed in for a long time. My closest nerd friends have heard me go on this rant before. And basically that rant is don't fuck with your bad guys. All right? And what that means is if you have if you're good enough to put together a TV show or a horror movie or something where you have an amazing villain, Great. Leave your fucking villain alone. Don't fuck with him. Because let's face it, who doesn't cheer for the villain now? Did you really want to see Thor beat Loki? I mean, come on, it was fucking Loki. And who who was the star of it? Was it the Losers or was it Pennywise? Lucifer has his own show. Dexter had a great show. As I'm recording this right now, my TV's on mute and Seven is on. And how great was John Doe in Seven? Let's be honest. The villains are now our heroes. 
this is just a, my personal opinion. All right, if you disagree with me, that that's fine. I totally understand. But this is just my personal opinion. But I think we all cheer for the villain because they get to do everything we want to do, but we can't do it because society frowns on murder. Remember when you're in high school, living through all that teen drama bullshit before reality set in and we found out what stress really was? How great was it when you got to watch the same kind of popular kids who fucked with us in high school get disemboweled by Jason Voorhees? Seriously, how fucking great was that? That was the only reason I watched Friday the 13th. Honestly. It was the only reason. I mean, those movies were all just gratuitous sex and watching the cool kids get their asses handed to them. How many of us have had that fucking coworker that we want to hit in the head with a fucking axe? Well, I got to watch Patrick Bateman fucking do it while listening to Huey Lewis in the news. How fucking great was that? But here is what always pisses me off. Why the fuck would you take a great bad guy and try to turn him into a good guy? I've, I've never understood that. First example, okay? First example, who is arguably, I will say arguably, who is arguably the most iconic movie villain ever? <laughs> Right? When you heard that sound, you knew asses were about to be kicked. Darth Vader was a badass. The helmet, the cape. Who didn't think he was awesome when they first saw him? Now, the entire original trilogy was based around Darth Vader. People can talk about Luke was the hero and Han was the scoundrel, Leia was the princess, but let's not fuck around. Vader was the reason we kept coming back. But then what happened? You know what happened. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. What the fuck? They took away everything that made him awesome. And I know, I know, George Lucas was trying to illustrate how far Anakin had to fall in order to become Darth Vader. I get it. In a way, it was analogous to Samael being cast out of heaven and becoming Lucifer, which in theory should have been pretty fucking cool, right? But how? Explain this to me. How do we go from... You are beaten. It is useless to resist. Don't let yourself be destroyed as Obi-Wan did. How do we go from there to this? Now this is pod racing. Honestly, when you show your badass villain being anything but badass, that villain loses what makes them scary. And then loses what makes them awesome. The Phantom Menace came out in 1999, and Vader wasn't a badass again until 2016 in the last five minutes of Rogue One. But at least Vader got a redemption. I'm not even sure the next villain got a redemption. Oh, Agent Starling, you think you can dissect me with this blunt little tool? No. I, I thought that your knowledge... You're so ambitious, aren't you? Do you know what you look like to me with your good bag and your cheap shoes? You look like a rube. A well-scrubbed, hustling rube with a little taste. Good nutrition's given you some length of bone, but you're not more than one generation from poor white trash, are you, Agent Starling? 
and that accent you've tried so desperately to shed, pure West Virginia. What does your father do? Is he a coal miner? Does he stink of the land? And oh, how quickly the boys found you, all those tedious, sticky fumblings in the backseats of cars while you could only dream of getting out, getting anywhere, getting all the way to the end. see a lot, Doctor. But are you strong enough to point that high power to perception at yourself? What about it? Why don't you, why don't you look at yourself and write down what you see? Or maybe you're afraid to. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I know that's a really long drop, but I had to leave it all in because that was what made Hannibal fucking terrifying. Is that whole scene is just is just a cat playing with a mouse. That's all that scene is, and it's fucking chilling. Hannibal Lecter is the creepiest, most chilling villain that I've ever seen. Lecter didn't need to scream and yell like Leatherface. And I'm fairly certain Hannibal Lecter was the only movie villain who could talk you into killing yourself, and you'd be more terrified not to do it. In the Hannibal lore, in, in the Thomas Harris books, Hannibal killed a symphony musician because he thought the man sucked at his instrument. And then not only did he kill him, he fed him to the man's friends at a dinner party. That's some sick shit. Okay, He got one of his patients to cut chunks of his own face off with pieces of a broken mirror and then fed those pieces of face to the guy's dog. You're telling me that isn't some scary shit? Say what you will about the sequels, but I thought Hannibal Lecter was just as fucking scary in all three movies. But then came Hannibal Rising, that piece of shit, where we got to meet a 10-year-old Hannibal and his younger sister, Misha. Now, the Lecter family was living in Poland during World War II, and a Nazi patrol finds the family, and just for shits and giggles, they kill the parents. Winter rolls in, and they decide that they're going to kill the sister, cook her, and then they fed the sister to Hannibal Lecter. Well, fuck. Guess what? Now you've made Hannibal Lecter a sympathetic character. And you've involved Nazis. Anyone becomes a hero when you put them against Nazis. So what does Lecter do? Lecter hunts down every single one of those Nazi soldiers and fucking kills them. And just for shits and giggles, he fucking ate them too. You've explained away Hannibal's psychosis by justifying that, hey, they killed his sister. You have taken the scariest, most chilling villain that I've ever seen, and you've turned him into an anti-hero. I know, people love a good anti-hero, which is why we root for guys like Frank Castle, The Punisher, or Wolverine, because they'll do some pretty brutal shit to somebody, but they always do it for the right reasons, which is fine if your character's an anti-hero. But you know what? Anti-hero's not a villain. Stop fucking with your villains. So what have we learned? When you take away everything that makes a villain scary, you take away their power. When you make a villain sympathetic, you take away their power. Without power, 
you have a shitty second-rate villain. You have Kylo Ren. That's exactly what you have. Kylo Ren was a shitty villain because he had no fucking power. You made him, what was it, Commander Huck? Who was, who was the fucking ginger that was just getting bounced all over the fucking place in Last Jedi? You made him that douche. But wait, we're not done. What happens when you completely change your villain's origin story? What kind of shit show does that make? Take, for example, Freddy Krueger. Probably the first horror movie villain I was ever exposed to as a kid. Freddy's original origin story back in 1984 was that he was a child molester and a murderer in Springwood. Pretty fucking easy to hate, right? He was eventually arrested, but somebody fucked up the warrant, so they had to let him go. And, of course, the parents of Springwood, Springwood were a little pissed off about that, so they tracked him down, and they set him on fire. Freddy manages to live on in the dream world and takes his revenge by killing the children of the parents that killed him in the kid's dreams. Pretty simple. This shit is really fucking simple. You make the guy a piece of shit from the beginning, and it's really easy to hate him later, and if you hate him, it's really easy to fear him. Well, back in 2010, someone had the bright fucking idea of, what if he wasn't a child molester and a murderer? What if he was falsely accused of those crimes, but the parents killed him anyway? Well, what the fuck, man? So you're telling me this guy wasn't really a bad guy. He was actually an innocent man accused of crimes that he didn't commit, and the parents killed him over it? Well, fuck, I'd kill people and their kids too. Hey, why don't I completely modernize it and say that Freddy Krueger was killed over things that were said about him on Facebook? That's a thing, right? Hey, if we're going to fuck up an icon, let's go all the way with it. Joker. Oh my god, Joker. Now, before I get a bunch of hate tweets, uh, let me say that I like the Joker movie. I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he was great in Joker. And I think he's pretty much been fucking awesome in anything I've ever seen him in. But I don't want to see Joker taking care of his sick mother. And why the fuck? Please explain this to me. Why the blue fuck does Warner Brother have this obsession with mothers lately? I was seriously, that whole movie, I was waiting for them to tell me that Joker's mother's name was also Martha. Like, fucking hell. And then, and fucking then, if that wasn't shitty enough, Joker may or may not be Bruce Wayne's illegitimate half-brother. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what? I can't wait for Joker 2 when they bring in Maury Povich and find out if Thomas Wayne is or is not the father. You see how stupid this shit can get? Heath Ledger's Joker was great. Not only because of Heath Ledger's performance, not to say that Joaquin Phoenix's performance wasn't great, I thought it was awesome, but Ledger's Joker was great because of how the character was written. Remember the, wanna know how I got these scars line? And then he kept changing the story. Joker's one of the few people that giving him an origin story actually makes him less scary. The Joker is a force of nature, and it's scary, much scarier, to not know where that type of character came from. I know people are saying, well, what about Jack Nicholson? What about Nicholson's Joker? They made up an origin story for him. Joker, he was, he was Jack Napier. Well, Nicholson is legitimately fucking nuts, folks. There isn't a whole lot you can do to make Jack Nicholson not scary. Uh, I just watched The Shining the other day. I forgot how fucking scary that guy is. 
Nicholson once got into a fender bender on the Santa Monica freeway, for those people who don't know this story. And Nicholson got out, pulled a golf club out of the trunk of his car, and chased that poor fucker for about a quarter mile. True story. And there's no way to make that guy not scary. So, again, what have we learned? Do not fuck with your villain. If you have a good villain, and if you cannot have a good hero, if you don't have a good villain, okay? If the villain is not the face of evil, then what the fuck did the hero beat? What, what did the hero overcome? So when you have a good villain, you know what you don't want to do? You don't want to fuck him up. You don't want to make him a sympathetic, whiny little fucking 10 year old, or you don't want to make him, you know, he's getting revenge for his sister because his sister was eaten by Nazis. And for fuck's sake, you don't make him a felon and a fucking murderer and then go, oops, no, he was, he was uh, falsely accused. Sorry. What the fuck are you thinking? All right. Again, I'm watching seven right now. Seven was on my TV and fucking John, John Doe was great. Kevin Spacey was fucking great in that movie. He was fucking terrifying because there were no redeeming characteristics to that character. Javier Bardem in old, uh, No Country for Old Men. Same fucking thing. Just fucking terrifying. Okay. Also, probably because they didn't make any sequels. See, once you make sequels, it just completely fucks over your villain. Freddy Krueger became a fucking stand-up comic in, like, fucking Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and 4. Anyway, that's another show. I'm actually writing another show on how to fuck up a horror movie franchise by just churning out shit sequel after shit sequel after shit sequel. So, anyway, folks, that's the show for today. As we're about to hit the 22-minute mark. And I am Greg Hernandez. I am the Ninja Nerd Warrior. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I've been getting a lot of uh, hits lately, a lot of follows. So if you guys are checking out my show for the first time, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you guys putting up with my bullshit. And if you're listening to this show right now, you already know where to find it. But if you're going to recommend it to somebody, and I highly recommend you do because, well, I got a business to build. You can find my show on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your favorite podcasts from. And finally, I am looking to get more ears on my product. So... If you have a favorite comic shop, collectible shop, you have anywhere that uh, would like the topics I cover, the fandoms that I cover, uh, let me know. And what I'll do is I will set something up to where I will plug your store on my show if you let me come in and put in some flyers to advertise to your customers. So real simple trade out. So anyway, folks, I'm going to let you guys go. Take care and I will talk to you guys next week.
All right, guys. Thanks for letting me pay some bills there. And I am the Ninja Nerd Warrior, and you can find me on all forms of social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And feel free to go on any of those and drop me a line. Send me a message. Let me know if you like the show. Um, if you don't like the show, don't don't hit me up. And uh, <laughs> you can also find this podcast anywhere you get your favorite podcast from. On Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And with that, I will say good night, and uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.